Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the January 18th, 2024 Midday Movie Madness's Weekly Weekend Warrior. And happy Winnie the Pooh Day. I want to wish a very happy 13th birthday to my cousin, Katie Daphner's son, Walter. Happy birthday, Walter. I can't believe you're officially a teenager. He shares his birthday with Winnie the Pooh author A.A. A. Milne, hence today being Winnie the Pooh Day, Nils Montan, the late actor Cary Grant, Jason Siegel, Kevin Costner, Dave Bautista, and many others. Today happens to be the debut date for 2008's Cloverfield, 2019's Glass, 2002's Snow Dogs, the 2013 horror film Mama, 1967's A Fistful of Dollars with Clint Eastwood, The Jefferson's TV Show, and many others. Tomorrow happens to be National Popcorn Day. Woohoo! Congratulations go out to my friend Ariko Javi and his family. His sister, Danny Mahler, just welcomed her second boy, little Ethan, earlier this week. It's belated birthday shout-out time. I want to wish little Felix Ruggirello, sorry if I messed that up, of happy belated birthdays. He turned one on January 16th. Happy belated birthday to major Taylor Swift fan Juliet Phillips, who had her eighth birthday. Sorry, I couldn't resist. That was bad. On yesterday, January 17th. Her birthday pals include Darth Vader himself, James Earl Jones, the late Betty White, who would have been 104, Jim Carrey, the late boxer Muhammad Ali, and Michelle Obama. Belated birthday to Chris Bell's niece Penelope, who just turned three years old on Monday the 15th. I want to wish good luck to the Mid-Cave Sports, Hoopsters, and Celtics Special Olympics of Massachusetts basketball teams on their first community games this Saturday, January 20th. Go Mid-Cave! Early January 20th birthday shout-outs to Cynthia Lynn Goldberg, rock guitarist Peter Stanley of Kiss, and... Astronaut Bud Aldrin. January 20th marks 18 years since High School Musical began the start of something new for stars Zac Afron and Vanessa Hutchins. Sorry, I couldn't resist. It also marks 16 years since the debut of the Breaking Bad TV show and seven years since Split, The Founder, and Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage bowed. My cousin's... Alexandra Leader and Eva Spohn, pop singer Emma Bunton, R&B singer Frank Ocean, and actress Gina Davises get to blow out birthday candles January 21st. C.J. Nichols' birthday happens to be January 22nd. Tuesday morning, Tuesday, January 23rd, isn't just Oscar nomination announcement day. Woohoo! But it's also Tiffany Thiessen and pilot Chelsea Sully Sullenberg's birthdays. Rock singer Neil Diamond, David Diggs, TV actor Reggie John Page, and Ed Helms have birthdays on January 24th. Like, this is like so fetch. There's a new queen bee at the box office 
Paramount's Mean Girls musical became the new domestic box office queen with $32 million over the holiday weekend. Thanks to her enduring love for the 2004 original film, an insanely quotable comedy that turned October 3rd into a national holiday and the power of TikTok, Mean Girls proves the plastics are still box office draws nearly 20 years later. The musical was supposed to go to Paramount Plus before enthusiastic test screenings convinced the studio to bring it to the big screen. Overseas, it made $6 million from 16 million territories, about half of its planned international market. David Ayer's action thriller, The The Beekeeper, buzzed to second place with an impressive $19.1 million through Monday. It also opened up overseas in 49 territories with $20.4 million for a worldwide total of $39.1 million. Unfortunately, the other new release, the biblical spoof, the book of Clarence couldn't make Fetch happen. It crashed into ninth place with only $3.1 million between Friday and Monday. Ooh. Wonka claimed third place with 11 million chocolates on, I mean, before the, during, the fr- during the holiday frames. The film has been a sweet treat for movie theaters and Warner Brothers both, with 178 million boxes of chocolates eaten in North America and over 500 million boxes of chocolates eaten globally to date. Wow, that's a lot of sweets. It is my sad news to report some deaths, though. Only three. Fitness model and actor Alec Mooser, famed for playing Del Henry on All My Children, died January 12th from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The 50-year-old also appeared on the I Want to Be a Soap Star reality TV show and in a short but pretty memorable part in 2008's 2010's Grown Ups. 78-year-old TV actress Lynn Marta passed away last week after a cancer fight. She had roles in 1984's Footloose, Cannon, Law & Order, Chips, The FBI, The Rookies, The Streets of San Francisco, Mod Squad, Starsky and Hutch, then came Bronson, Matt Houston, Designing Woman, The Young and the Restless, Gunsmoke, Kojak, and many others. And 99-year-old Joyce Randolph, the sole survivor, surviving cast member of The Honeymooners, passed away January 13th of natural causes. So sad. But life must go on. And in better news, Paris Hilton Sun Phoenix just turned a year old yesterday. And it looks like Jenna Duane Tatum, I mean, Jenna Duane is dancing back into mommy mode. She's inspecting her second child with her fiance, Stephen Kazi. The new little one will join their three year old son, Callum, and her 10 year old son, 10 year old daughter, my mistake, Everly, with ex Channing Tatum. Speaking of new babies, Josh Duhamel and his wife, Audra Mari, 
revealed January 16th their first little one. Shepherd Lawrence Duhamel made his appearance on January 11th. This makes Josh's son, Axel, whom he shares with ex an elated big brother. Fire up the jet engine, folks. Nationalworld.com announced this morning Top Gun 3 is officially happening, according to Paramount. Top Gun Maverick, the 2022 sequel to the original 1986 film, made $1.5 billion at the box office, becoming the second highest grossing film of the year and racked up six Oscar nominations, including Best Picture. So it's hardly a surprise that Paramount, the company behind the films, is already planning a second sequel. Tom Cruise's films have grossed more than $11 billion worldwide, is confirmed to return as Pete Maverick Mitchell. His role as Maverick in Top Gun 1986 was one of his earliest leading parts and was a launch pad for one of the biggest careers in Hollywood. Glenn Powell and Miles Teller are also confirmed to reprise their roles as aviators Jake Hangman Searson and Bradley Rooster Bradshaw. Bradley, I mean, Rooster's the son of Goose, a friend of Maverick who was killed on a mission in the first film. It has not been yet been confirmed if other supporting cast who appeared in Maverick will return in the next film. Comicbook.com reported earlier today the Looney Tunes are back in action. The day the Earth blew up, a Looney Tunes movie, the first ever animated, fully animated Looney Tunes feature-length movie meant for theaters, will premiere on the big screen. Director Pete Brongart confirmed the theatrical release with the reveal of the movie's post on X slash Twitter and announced that it will be in cinema soon. This marks the Looney Tunes' first theatrical movie since 2021's live-action animated hybrid Space Jam, A New Legacy, and just the fourth overall following 1996's Space Jam and 2003's to Looney Tunes Back in Action. Looney to Nick Frost has joined the live-action How to Train Your Dragon film as Gobber. That memorial... Guess what? That Memorial Day weekend box office between The Kingdom of the Planet of the Ape, The Garfield Movie, and Furiosa and Mad Max Saga on May 24th will not include the apes. It will only be between Furiosa and the world's most famous Monday-hating, lasagna-loving, lazy, fat, orange tabby cat. The latest Planet of the Apes movie has moved up two weeks to May 10th. On its new day, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes faces an unknown Angel Studio film, Sony's Horoscope, and the Amy Winehouse biopic Back to Black. It was announced today A24's next film, Civil War, will bow two weeks earlier, debuting in theaters on April 12th. And while Monday night's delayed Emmys were not the greatest high rating because they were against the football playoffs and were confusing. There was some good things. There were some good things about it. There were reunions of the community, cheers, Grey's Anatomy, and Ally McBeal podcast. And yes, folks, 
the Allie McBeal cast did that famous dance and a standing ovation for presenter Christina Applegate, who's fighting MS. The bear won big at the awards, and Elton John finally became an EGOT winner after getting a statue for his film Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour. The Bears' A.O. Edebury and Abbott Elementary's Quinta Brunson made history with their wins. Time.com reported January 15th, The Daily Show took home the top prize for a talk show, and now former host Trevor Noah knew why. I told you we would beat John Oliver if he wasn't in our category, he said on stage. We did it. We got rid of John Oliver. Oliver had won two awards previously in the evening for Last Week Tonight, which has been nominated for 61 Emmys. Jennifer Coolidge has been cast in the upcoming Minecraft movie, while June Squibb will be in Inside Out 2. Collider.com reported January 15th, David Lynch's Dune is returning to theaters for a limited time. This February marks the 40th anniversary of the film. A listing for the theatrical re-release of Dune appeared on the Fathom Events website, detailing the 40th anniversary screenings of the movie that will take place on February 18th and February 19th, giving audiences two days to experience the 1984 adaptation of Frank Herbert's seminal sci-fi novel on the big screen. Lynch's version of Dune features Kyle McLaughlin in the lead role of intergalactic warrior Paul Atreides, chronicling his messianic rise to leadership alongside an all-star cast that includes Jose Ferrer as Padisha Emperor Shaddam IV, Matt Fonsido as Dr. Kynes, and rock legend Sting as Feud Rutha. Dune received largely negative reviews when it arrived in theaters in 1984, with many complaining <coughs> that it either condensed the source material too much or was incomprehensible to newcomers, with Lynch himself leaving it a total failure. However, the film went on to develop something of a cult following years later. Sorry, folks, dated David, director David Gordon. Green leaving the Exorcist Deceiver's director spirit or chair. The film has been well exercised from its April 18th, 2025 spot. It will get a new date whenever they find a new director. But that date is now when the Michael Jackson biopic Michael, with the late singer's nephew Jafar Jackson playing him, will moonwalk to theaters. Now, there's just two wide releases coming to theaters tomorrow, January 19th, 2024. First off, there's the sci-fi thriller ISS with Ariana Bois, Chris Messina, and John Gallagher Jr. In the movie, a group of astronauts are living aboard the International Space Station when they get news of a worldwide conflict erupting on Earth. Stunned, the astronauts received orders from ground command, get control of this station by any means possible. Counterbalancing ISS is the wide expansion of Ava DuVernay's biographical drama, Origin. 
based on Isabel Wilkerson's best-selling nonfiction book, Cast, The Origins of Our Discontent. It stars John Berthanel, Nicey Nice Betts, Nick Offerman, and Ajune Ellis, Connie Nielsen, and Michael, Michael's Frost. Like the book it's based on, the film dives deep into the unspoken cast social system that shaped America and how it gives an unfair advantage from birth based on social divisions. Coming into limited release tomorrow, January 19th, is the political slasher horror film Founder's Day, starring David Druid, William Russ, Eric Blomquist, Amy Hargreaves, and Catherine Kern. In the days before a competitive mayoral elective, Election. A small town is rocked by a series of eerie killers. This accusation flies, and the threat of a mass killer looms on every street corner. The residents must race to discover the truth before fear eats the town. Speaking of horror film, guess what, folks? We're getting a new Fear Street horror film over at Netflix. Yay! <laughs> Variety.com stated January 13th, a film adaptation of Arl Stein's 1992 fear-sweet novel, The Prom Queen, is in development in Netflix, the author himself reports. Stein took to x slash Twitter on Saturday to share the news, writing, Movie news, I can finally announce that a new fear-sweet movie is about to go into production for Netflix. It's based on my Fear Street book, The Prom Queen. Good news. This will be the fourth Fear Street film to be adapted from the book series after Fear Street Part 1, 1994, Fear Street Part 2, 1978, and Fear Street Part 3, 1666. Directed by Leah Janak, the trilogy was released on Netflix over three back-to-back weeks in July 2021, and followed a group of teenagers living in Shadyside, Ohio, who discovered a haunting event that plagued their town. The prom queen will feature a new cast of characters, a spring night, soft moonlight, five beautiful prom queen candidates, dancing couples at the Shadyside High Prom. These should be ingredients for romance, but stir in one brutal murder, then another, then another, and the recipe quickly turns to horror reads the book description as per Stein's official website. Lizzie McVeigh, McVeigh realizes that someone is murdering the five prom queen candidates one by one, and that she be me next on the list. Can she stop the murder before the dance is over for good? Big news, folks. Deadline.com announced this afternoon one of Disney's signature comedies, Wizard of Waverly Place, is getting a sequel. Disney-branded television has ordered a pilot for the follow-up, which is executive produced by original star Selena Gomez and her small-screen sibling, David Henry. Gomez will guest star in the pilot for Disney Channel as the character that helped launch her career, Alex Russo, with David Henry reprising the role of Justin Russo as his series regular. He will is joined by new cast members Janice Leanne Brand, Brown, Disney's Just Go With It, Akeo Thiele, Call Me Cat, and Mimi Juanopopoulos, American Princess. The revival plot comes from writers and executive producers Jed 
Eloff and Scott Thomas, who are behind another Disney Channel comedy spinoff, Raise Him Home. It picks up after a mysterious incident at WizTech, where an adult Justin Russo has left his wizard powers behind, opting for a normal human life with his wife and two sons. But he gets a surprise when a powerful young wizard in need of training shows up at his door, and Justin must embrace him past to ensure the future of the wizard world. Patrick Schwarzenegger, Amy Lou Wood, Michelle Monaghan, Morgana O'Reilly, Walton Goggins, Leslie Bibb, Parker Posey, Sarah Catherine Hook, and Jason Isaacs and Sam Nivola have all checked in to HBO's award-winning White Lotus Hotel for season three. Theater Mania reported January 15th on the heels of closing at the Neander, Nederlander Theater, the Broadway musical Shocked is in the process of being adapted for the big screen. The news was announced during the current call of the show's final performance on January 14th. Book writer Robert Holm Horn is expected to pen the screenplay. Mandalay Pictures, whose films include Air, The Kids Are Right, Donnie Brasco, and I Know What You Did Last Summer, are behind the film. With a book by Horn, scored by Brandy Clark and Shane McNally, and direction by Jack O'Brien, the piece opened on Broadway last March following a tryout in Utah, set in a rural community isolated from the world by wall of economy driving corn stalks, shocked follows what happens when the crop begins to fail, and a young woman leaves behind Cobb County to try to find someone who can save her town. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off for double iconic movie history we go. Yes, yesterday marked 84 years since Victor Flamin's famous historical epic romance Gone with the Wind, starring Vivian Leigh, Hattie McDaniel, Clark Gable, Leslie Howard, and the late Olivia de Havilland, first expanded theaters on January 17, 1940. It first premiered in December 15, 1939. Now, in case y'all forgot about the plot of the fi- plot, other than Clark, G- other than Gable's famous, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn line. The film tells the story of Georgia plantation owner daughter Scarlett O'Hara and a roguish prophetess, rough romance, as society around them falls during the Civil War and the Reconstruction periods. The movie got ten Academy Awards, eight competitive and two honorary at the 12th Academy Awards from 13 noms. H.O. Colm wins for Best Picture, Best Director for Fleming, Best Adapted Screenplay, posthumously awarded to Sidney Howard, Best Supporting Actress, Hattie McDaniel, Making History, and Best Actress, Lay, among others. It was re-released throughout the 20th century and became a grand and popular culture. It's made $390 million as a lifetime gross. It's forgotten was one of the greatest film of all time, was the highest grossing film made up to the point, and kept that record for over a quarter of a century. According to IMDb.com, up until her July 26, 2020 death at 104, Olivia de Havilland was the sole survivor of the four main leads since Vivian Leigh's 1967 death. 
she was the only cast member, major cast member, to celebrate. I mean, it's seventieth anniversary, seventieth and eightieth anniversaries on December fifteenth, two thousand nine, and December fifteenth, two thousand nineteen, and in nearly four hours. This is the longest running of all films up for the to win the prestigious Best Picture Oscar. And did you know Hattie McDowell was the first ever black person to be nominated and win an Academy Award? With the remake out in 2025 and its original March 21st, 2024 date coming up, let's take a look back at the world's very first full-length animated feature film and the very first Disney film, animated film ever, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. The first Disney film, based on the Brothers Grimm's fairy tale, began Walt Disney Productions' legacy, February 4th, 1938, starring, it starred Adriana Casalotta, Casalotti, Lucille Laverne, Harry Stockwell, Roy Atwell, and others. Inflation included. It's eating. It's eaten over 418 million poison apples over the decades, and its popularity made it re-released countless times until its 1990s home video release. At the 11th annual Academy Awards, Disney was awarded an honorary Oscar, and the film was up for Best Musical Score the year before. Disney's take on the fairy tale had a significant cultural impact, resulting in popular theme park attractions, video games, books, and much more. A remastered 4K version of the film came to both Disney Plus and 4K Ultra Blu-ray in the fall. According to IMDb.com, Snow White happens to be the very youngest princess at the tender age of just 14 years old, whereas most of the other princesses are 16 and above. It actually held the title of highest grossing film ever for one year before Gone with the Wind from 1939 uh, blew it out. Get it? Gone with the Wind? Blue? What's interesting is there's only 11 human characters in the entire film. Snow White, the dwarves, the evil queen, the prince, and the huntsman. Of these, only the prince is the only, the prince is the only one that's never given a name. And finally, there are two musical-based November-released films on DVD this week. First is the Christian musical Journey to Bethlehem with Fiona Palomo, Antonio Banderas, Joe Smallborn, Milo Mannheim, and Lucrea. The 7.9 million November film is a musical rendition of the famous biblical story of Mary, Joseph, and the birth of the baby Jesus. And last but not least, there's the computer-animated musical comedy Trolls Band Together with Anna Kondrick, Christopher Mintz-Plasse, Justin Timberlake, Amy Schumer, Zoe Deschanel, David Diggs, Keenan Thompson, RuPaul, Camilla Cabello, Eric Andre, and many others. The November 17th film made $206 million worldwide. After two troll films, 
Poppy and Branch are finally dating, but Poppy learns Branch has a secret. He was once a part of her favorite boy band, Brozone, with his brothers, John Dory, Spruce, Clay, and Floyd. But Brozone disbanded when Branch was a baby and the family split up. But when John Dory unexpectedly shows up at King Gristle's wedding and says Floyd was kidnapped by a pair of nefarious villains, Branch... Poppy and their friends go on a quest to reunite with the other brothers and save him. Can they do it? According to IMDb.com, the film contains multiple references to 80s and 2000s boy brands, mainly their names put into conversations as well as visual references to outfits and hairstyles. The bands include Backstreet Boys, NKOTB, Boys to Men, New Edition, NSYNC, and many more. And what's interesting is this is Amy Schumer's very first ever voice acting role in a theatrical release film. That's all for this week's news, folks. So until we meet again, as always, stay safe and watch lots of movies and get to the theaters if you can. Bye now, my minions.